What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of GLE. Phil here, and we're going to jump right in today. I've got an awesome guest that my family and I have been following for a number of years now. He has been the editor of the Hat Trick newsletter, which you can find at golden-jackass.com for going on 20 years now. And uh, Golden Jackass is the site of numerous important mega forecasts related to the degradation and destruction of the global financial system. The diverse forecasts range from the housing bust in 07, the mortgage bond bust that followed, the insolvent U.S. banking system, Dubai, debt bust, Southern European sovereign bond bust, U.S. Treasury false rally, the extended quantitative easing, infinity policy, Spread between the COMEX gold price and the real-world physical price of gold. Next to the petrodollar demise and the gold trade settlement platform arrival with the new BRICS, Gold Central Bank, and Climax U.S. government debt default. Now, I, I'm willing to wager that many in my audience are not aware of half of the things on that list. And um, I'm really excited to introduce somebody who's just got some really, really fantastic perspective on the world markets, world finances, and the financial system. So really honored to welcome Jim Willie to the program. Welcome to GLE, Jim. Well, it's good, good to be on. This is the first time. Uh, let me touch on the more important forecast that I've had in the last many, many years. Um, I don't think I had a really important forecast that turned into reality and, until Lehman. And, and you know, we are now 16 years past the Lehman crisis. Okay, that was a mortgage bond and mortgage finance crisis. It's often called the global financial crisis, GFC. It, it, it actually developed its own acronym. The after the global financial crisis, after a hundred times of that in a hundred days, they start calling it the GFC. Um, I forecasted that a year in advance, Phil, um, and I based it on uh, default rates for mortgages, and I based it on the credit default swap, which is basically bond insurance for a corporation. Even a bank has bonds, so they have bond insurance. Um, I went from that forecast to expect 0%. And, and you know, I got to be really clear about this. 30 years ago, if, if anybody had said the United States would go to 0%, they'd be laughed out of the room. Laughed out of the room. So in late 08 and early 09, I made that forecast that we would follow the Japan <clears throat> path and go to 0%. And I was very plain about why, uh, because we need to finance our own debt. We cannot sell bonds. We have so much debt. Then I immediately went to a uh, quantitative easing forecast, which means we buy our own debt and we monetize our own debt, like Zimbabwe did. How'd that turn out? Pretty good? Pretty good? Yeah? But if we put U.S. Fed holy water on it and give it a Keynesian label and call it good and wave our hands, then it's 
wonderful for economic growth. Bullshit. Um, I forecasted the Lehman crisis, 0% monetizing our own debt. And then I had a 10-year forecast in 2012 that we would eventually have trillion-dollar forecasts for as far as the eye can see, climaxed with a debt default. So I said, you know, 2022, 2023, right in there. Okay. I had another forecast in about 2015 or 14, right in there. I said that the Europeans, really the Eurasians, Russia and and Russia, China, and maybe some of Europe. It's been very little Europe, by the way, but I called it the Eurasian trade zone. I said they were going to go to a gold trade note, hmm. uh, a method of making trade payments with gold, and that is the BRICS gold trade i'm sorry the BRICS gold token okay right so right, right. those are the biggest casts and then i've got a lot of little ones along the way and I, I i like to balance out um let me just say that rob kirby was a friend of mine and i still think about him often he was a toronto uh based canadian and a bank analyst, and he taught me quite a few things about derivatives. Uh, he was murdered over something called the Exchange Stabilization Fund, which I will touch on but not get into much depth. But Rob Kirby helped me to avoid making forecast errors. I realized, mm. Phil, that in 2012, I had made a couple of forecast errors. I started this in 04, eight years later in 2012, I talked over with Rob Kirby. I said, Rob, I've got two big forecast errors and they're both related to treasury bonds. Hmm. He said, well, let me help you out, Jim. I don't think you realize how rigged the treasury bond market is. And I said, well, I, I am aware that the dollar responds to interest rates and not to debt doesn't matter how much debt there is. If, if interest rates are, are strong, then the dollar will be strong. And I know that's very oversimplified because crude oil's in that equation also. But Rob Kirby helped me, helped me to avoid making more treasury bond forecast errors. Mm -hmm. And the only big error that I've made in the last few years is that I thought the U.S. military was like 80 to 90 percent clean. Oh, wow. No. That's not the case? No. Nah. Not the case. NATO is very dirty, and they're running narcotics. NATO. American people don't know jack shit. Yeah, so Jim, uh, I, 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 pardon I, the interruption. I'm I, I'm curious, before we dive into some of this stuff, yeah. I just want to ask you, I think it'd be helpful for my audience to kind of just hear some of your story, and, and we don't have to go into a ton of detail, but, you know, what made you start this hat trick, or Where'd excuse me, what from? made you, how'd you, how'd you become the editor <laughs> of the hat trick newsletter, and also just kind of our monetary, fired. I don't think, I don't think many people, Jim, understand the monetary system in which they live, I know I didn't for a long time and I'm just starting to by listening to folks like yourself, but you know, what, what is this monetary system that we're seeing begin to crumble what? right now? 
Should I t- should I talk about where I came from? Yeah, give me a little bit of that, and then let's talk about you know where did we come from leading up to this crisis we're in right now. The monetary system. Okay. Um, I finished graduate school at Carnegie Mellon, got a doctorate in statistics, immediately got a job at a a company called Digital Equipment Corp, DEC, D-E-C. Back then it was IBM number one, DEC number two, Hewlett Packard number three. So we were a very big computer company offering hardware, software, and services. It was a lot of fun. It was great. It was a huge community of young people. And I was on, and I even managed the intramural softball team uh, for three years out of the 13 that I was there. I was on, okay, it was a lot of fun. I did quality control work uh, initially at digital. And then I did marketing research for a, a longer period eight years uh, marketing research. And that's where I think I really cut my teeth and earned my bones. Um, I went from there to Staples after digital fell on hard times from very poor upper level management. Very, very, very poor upper level management. Um, Actually, they did some things that our marketing research group advised them not to do, and then they got burned. Then they got burned worse. Then they fired an engineering vice president who was our main man, and later our group got dissolved. So we got dissolved even though we were correct. It doesn't matter being correct anymore in the corporate world. It matters if you have power, if you have influence. Okay, I went from there to Staples, and I, I picked up on the third important area of statistical work. Okay, remember, quality control to start, marketing research followed up, and then I went to sales analysis and forecasting at Staples. And that was five years. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I I didn't expect Staples to be that fun. All right. Anyway, I I did a couple of other jobs, and um, I got laid off. And I thought, gee, if I'm going to be writing an occasional article, like at goldeagle.com, that was my my initial big splash area, goldeagle.com, and then Kitco. But I realized Kitco was, uh, let me just say, a little shady. I, I don't I don't like their management. They don't like me. Um, so I began writing a few articles, and then I lost my job, and and they were very plain to me. They said, Jim, we're 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 going to replace you with two younger guys. <laughs> And we'll just give them orders and they'll work the projects and we wish you luck. And I said, well, I wish you luck because I don't think you know jack shit about where you're going on these troubled waters in 2003. And uh, some guys wrote me a year later, two years later, said, Jim, uh, Bernie... And one other guy, these are vice president, Bernie and one other guy said, hey, Jim, you got that right. You got that right. Okay, so I made some forecasts as I was walking out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized based on the tech telecom 2000 bust, I learned a lot from that bust. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of studying for a year going into 2001. Sorry, I got an itch. Um, and I, I studied and I realized 
that we've got a bond problem and we've got a dollar problem and we've got a, a very severe unfixable problem where the dollar has no basis. Hmm. There's no gold foundation. Now, there's a term that's often used. They call it a fiat dollar, fiat currency. Fiat, it's not, you know, like the car. And by the way, here's a real tough trivia question. What does fiat stand for? F-I-A-T. <laughs> I wish I knew. It's Fabrica, Fabrica, Italiano, Automobile, Automobismo, De Torino. The, 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 fabric, the fabrication for Italian automobile in Turin. <clears throat> Turin city in, in Italy. Anyway, fiat currency means you have no basis and we tell you what it's worth. And it's worth something relative to other currencies where we tell you what they're worth. So it's like a, a floating floating dish of currencies with no basis hmm. and their value is determined by their debt their deficits annually and their interest rates and their trade trade deficits trade deficits fiscal deficits interest rates and and total debt which has now gotten totally out of control 34 trillion um I, re I thought way back in 2004 when I started the newsletter, I got a number of questions in the, the next two or three years. When do you think the dollar is going to see its sunset, its end? And I said, probably around 2010 or 11, maybe 2012. Do you remember the pigs European debt crisis in 2010 and 11? Mm -mm, no, I don't. Not, your, your face is drawing blank okay the pigs portugal italy greece spain their debt all went to crap okay and their interest rates went up 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 and they distinguished themselves from germany whose mm. interest rates did not go up up so right, right, we right. had a division of europe and i was all over that i was all over mm -hmm. that that was a very big issue back in 2010 and 11 the pigs i remember that, it now i i didn't well, remember it being called pigs oh pigs portugal right, right, right. italy greece and spain there you okay. go um we are now in worse shape than any of the pigs ever were hmm. okay united states um okay so i realized in 2003 when i got laid off that I could start a newsletter and I might actually be able to support myself. <laughs> I didn't have a family mm -hmm. and I just had an apartment. I had a nice little car. I didn't have expensive, crazy habits. So mm -hmm. I, I marched about and at the end of the first year, my, my dad, who's a literature professor, he's, he has since deceased. He is since mm -hmm. deceased. Um, he made it to age 101. He was a literature professor. Um, he paid off my debt after the first year. You know, if you're going to start a business, you need seed capital, you know. You need right. startup capital. I didn't have any. I used a credit card. I used three credit cards. 
anyway, after one year, my dad paid off my, my debt and I started the newsletter. And I remember, I'm a statistical analyst. I am not an economist. So I put in my bio, Phil, and this took a month to craft. I said, Jim Willie, PhD from Carnegie Mellon in statistics, unencumbered by the limitations of economics credentials. <laughs> in other words, I don't have an economics degree and I'm not sure. held back by that fact. Okay, right, most right, of the right. economists out there I'm a very fidgety guy. I, I'm always moving around. Um, if you pay close attention, you will notice that most economists are compromised. Most economists work for Wall Street or they work for a major university that has been co-opted or they work hmm. for a foundation. I would say that's true of 90 to 95% of the influential economists. I have debated two Ivy League economists and I found they were each stupid. Ivy League economics PhDs. I found two mm -hmm. of them to be stupid. There was another guy who teamed up with me briefly and he since gone a different path. He was a Harvard uh, guy. And he, he said, Jim, I go against the grain. Everybody I know I work with thinks I'm crazy because I like gold and I'm from the Austrian School of Economics. That is a right. counter school that right. believes that gold should be the basis or, or hard asset, you know, basket, a, a, a group. But gold is going to be coming back. The Austrian so School of Economics has a principle. Let me just say the principle, then I'll, I'll stop. The principle yeah. is that when a paper-based fiat currency system fails, you go to a metal system. You don't go mm -hmm. to a better paper system. You go to a metal system. Gold is coming back. I love it. I wanted to go there. And, you know, for those listening, if there is uh, a little bit of uh, jump or hesitation back and forth, we're, we're uh, doing the best we can with Signal. Uh, Jim's out in, where are you at, Jim? Costa Rica, is it? Costa Rica, yeah, land of uh, beautiful beaches and fraud. And what, yeah, and what, what made you go out there, Jim? <laughs> okay, there's your, there's your lead question, Phil. Um, in 2006, I endured two death threats. One was from Swiss bankers, and I wish them nothing but ruin. The Swiss bankers. Notice that last year Credit Suisse got in trouble. That was a that was another correct forecast, a, a minor correct forecast. I said two months before it happened, with the money laundering wrecked in Ukraine, Credit Suisse is going to fail. I said that in April, and by June they entered failure. Credit Suisse, giant bank in Switzerland. The Swiss are the dirtiest bankers in the world. They, they make Wall Street look like choir boys. <laughs> um, I got threatened by a Swiss banker in 2006. And then a second threat came from Homeland Security, wow. our Homeland Security. Each one threatened to put a bullet in my head and told me what I was not supposed to talk about. And right now, I'll talk about it. It's the World Trade Center. 
I talked about the World Trade Center, you sons of bitches who threatened my life. The World Trade Center was the biggest bank heist in the history of mankind. It was $100 billion worth of gold, $100 billion worth of bearer bonds, and $100 billion worth of diamonds. And here's a funny little fact that all these sleepy, dopey Americans are not aware of. The World Trade Center had the largest private bank in the world. Why was that never in the news, Phil? World Trade Center had the biggest bank in the world, private bank. It was a right. bank robber. That's why they didn't tell you about World Trade Center having the biggest private bank. Hmm. Because it was a bank robbery. And they hmm. used it to install what I call the fascist manifesto, otherwise called the Patriot Act. Anyway, right. I talked openly and I got threatened. Other people like Judy Wood, a physics professor at Virginia Tech, she talked about the DEW weapon, the directed energy weapon. And right. she had her mother murdered, her main student, doctoral student in physics murdered. She had her bank accounts rifled. They called her a terrorist. You know, th these, these people who are running our country, they can do anything they want about labeling somebody a terrorist. If you're about to expose them, they call you guilty of espionage. Hmm. So if you reveal treason, you're called guilty of espionage. Okay, anyway, had two death threats in 2006. That was my third year of the newsletter. And I decided I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm tired of fat women in the United States. Right. I'm tired of the materialistic culture. Um, I didn't do very well in Boston in their difficult social environment, but I'll be very plain. When half the women that I encountered weighed more than I did, and I was just a regular old 180-pound guy, I say, I'm getting out of here. This is ridiculous. We've got a society that is very sick. Yes. Um, notice that the U.S. military cannot hire because they say 30% of the people are obese. 30% mm -hmm. of the people are either on drugs or on government uh, payroll like welfare. Right. So who is our, who is going to supply soldiers to our military? Mm -hmm. Could it be the unvetted migrants coming through? the Latin Americans, the Chinese, and the Arabs? Could right. that be the next element of our military because we're too fat and drugged out as a society to defend ourselves? Okay, so well, you know, I get Let's hope not, Jim. And I, I, what's uh, going on. Yeah, let's hope not, Jim. And I, I know, you know, you're right on. We've been, we've been poisoned. Not, our food supply has been controlled for so many years. I don't, I don't think people realize what what's going on with their food and uh if you don't you need to wake most up most people soon. don't know anything about anything right 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 so most let's go to that let's go to about anything let's go to uh the financial system and gold coming back jim because you know you say sure. this to people and and they think you're crazy sure. not you but me too or anybody who's saying hey you know gold's coming back people are like nah go go get bitcoin right no crypto it's digital gold so talk a little bit about gold and what's let's, going on in the market these days. 
let's let's stick with the tremendous disruptions and breakdowns. The parts that even the slowest people out there in our society can grab onto. We got rising prices, we got insolvent banks. We've got difficulty with the supply chain. We've got endless war with an $840 billion annual budget that they call defense, but we don't engage in defense. We engage in offense while we open our borders and don't do any defense. We got a $34 trillion debt. It's growing at least $1 trillion every five months. We've got $750 billion in unrealized losses in our banking system. That's as per the FDIC filings for insurance. We've got recently, Phil, I'm not making this up. Recently, we have $10 billion in debt per week. Okay. Anyone who thinks that this is sustainable is either denying what's going on or stupid as a rock. And I believe a third of our country is stupid as a rock. Another third is uneducated on financial matters. And the other third is aware of what's going on. One third dumb as a rock. One third is just completely clueless and uninterested, and one-third knows what's going on. Um, we are in an unsustainable path. Now, let's just, let's just go back to a recent event several years ago, the Maidan. You know, I find it embarrassing that when you talk to many people, they don't even know where Ukraine is. <laughs> yeah. People don't know geography these days, Jim. No, 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 Phil. They don't know much about anything. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. They don't I know much about you. Lincoln. They don't know much about the Civil War. They don't know much about slavery. They don't know about Black Lives Matter. They don't know about finance. They don't know about the dollar. They don't know about Canadian infiltration with the Chinese. They don't know about the Chinese Communist Party. They don't know anything about skull and bones. They don't know anything about Texas being the only country that was joined into our, our country to join the union. Most people don't know anything about anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have done <laughs> pretty well with my newsletter because people <laughs> want to know. There is a yeah. slice of Americana that wants to know. Okay. Mm -hmm. In 2014 and 15, Hillary Clinton and Victoria Newland and the Mossad from Israel organized a coup of Ukraine. Okay? And, you know, the dumbasses in our country might think, well, Hillary installed something good. Okay, those are your morons talking. What she installed was a government over a failed state to allow trafficking of narcotics of children, of human organs, of white women, of adrenochrome, and of bioweapons. Ukraine is the center of trafficking in the entire planet. 
Hmm. And that is what Hillary and Newland installed. In wow. response, they created the sanctions against Russia. Russia hmm. did not react well. They had assets frozen in Switzerland. They had assets frozen in England. And they decided we're going to get out of the U.S. Treasury bonds and get rid of all U.S. government debt securities. That started the de-dollarization movement. It was the Maidan coup of 2015. Hillary and Newland. Now, a lot of people think, no, I, that can't be the, the origin of the problem. Well, it's not the actual origin of the problem. The origin of the problem is, golly, establishing the Federal Reserve in 1915. Another key sure. date was 1971 when we got off the gold standard. Okay, right. we're up to $34 trillion now in debt. And here's something I forgot to mention. The interest on the debt is $1 trillion a year. Right. Is, is this sustainable? Of no. course not. So yeah. what are other countries doing? They're trying to create a gold-based payment system. Mm -hmm. They are as much interested about payment system as they are about the basis to a monetary system. What is the Russian ruble going to be based upon? What is their foundation going to be? What is the Chinese yuan going to be based upon? What is their banking system going to be based upon? Well, atop that, you have the, the payments. You have trade of oil between Russia and China. How do they pay? Well, they actually pay in gold. <laughs> the Chinese are buying Russian oil and gold. Um, right. and, and that's not in the U.S. press because the U.S. press, look at, look at who the advertisers are in the U.S. press. They're almost all Wall Street and financial fund management companies. Right. So they're right. not going to talk about the big, big problems with the dollar and the U.S. government debt. I Jim, why, so why are we seeing the U.S. dollar still seemingly so strong or even going up slightly, potentially? I've heard okay. you mention this before. What's what's this going is, on with that? This is paradoxical, and it's going to be. I have to I have to be careful in explaining this, but believe me, I've done this about in twenty different interview shows, so I'm, I've got some practice. Let me give you a preliminary. <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of derivative contracts out there. There's something called the petrodollar that links oil and the dollar and, and to some extent gold. There are other interest rate derivative contracts. They're called interest rate swaps. They're called Euro dollar derivatives for Europe. Um, do you remember 1987 and Black Monday? Mm -hmm. uh, probably not. You do, okay. I, I, I remember hearing about it. I wasn't alive for that, Jim, but I, I do. I've heard of it. You probably know way more detail than I do. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that 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 day did more to wreck my marriage with a really shitty New England woman. Um, that event really wrecked things. She had problems and she, oh gosh, unbelievable, unbelievable woman. Um, she's long gone. No kids, thank God. But remember the outsourcing concept, 
the outsourcing trend. We're going to send our industry to the Pacific Rim. We're going to send it to Taiwan, Singapore, Hong Kong, that whole Pacific Rim. We have cheaper labor. They got really tight quality control. And there was even some jokes that, well, they're all four foot 10 and five foot two. So it, it makes it really easy for quality control in, in those little labs. Okay. That was a Rockefeller sabotage of the U.S. economy. Rockefeller. Hmm. We had a lot of focus on air pollution. We had focus on regulations, regulatory, you know, strictures. And we had higher labor. We had workman's compensation. So company after company, starting with Intel Corp, Intel, the chip maker. In the early and mid-80s, they all had big divisions, subdivisions, and subsidiaries in the Pacific Rim. And I remember in my office in autumn of 2000, I'm sorry, autumn of 1984, looking over the, the New York, no, looking over the Wall Street Journal, me, John, Bob, and, and Jack, we sat in our off, my office and I said, you know, you guys, it's 1984 now, three, four, five, six years from now, we're gonna have a gigantic crisis because we don't have legitimate income. We're moving it to Asia. And all this nonsense about financial engineering, clean, clean economy, financial engineering, it all blew up in 1999 and 2000. It all blew up in Greenspan's disgusting little face. Okay, so what did Greenspan do in 1987? He said, we need a new foundation. And he made it of derivatives. And it was like this 20, 30, 50, 100 trillion dollars worth of fictional assets. They're called right. derivatives. And we have our entire banking system and economy built upon a fictional foundation because we don't have legitimate income. What, what happened was in 1987, we had debt problems and didn't have the proper collateral. I'm putting it in very simple terms. It happened, it happened. That was my first really big career forecast, 1984 with Jack, Bob, and and John. We were we were kind of like a, a four four musketeers running digital's marketing research, but they were stronger than me. I was the I was the analyst who made sure that the methods were all pretty good. All right, so you asked, why is the dollar going up? All the derivatives, the petrodollar and the interest rate swap, the bond derivatives, all of them are being liquidated. We're talking about a hundred trillion or more. I'm gonna keep it simple because the actual number is more like 700 trillion, but let's just keep it reasonable here. We got up to a hundred trillion that are being liquidated and they need dollars to liquidate and that's producing artificial demand for the dollar that is not based on economic demand. Wow. Artificial okay. demand for the dollar to liquidate the artificial foundation called the derivatives. That's not all. There is something that I found absolutely fascinating that I 
discovered back in, I think it was about September, August and September. Okay, let, let's just, let me pose like a, a teacher might. What happens if Japan dumps a big batch of treasury bonds? What happens to the dollar or to Japan? The dollar. To both. Well, I would think that I what would think the dollar would Japan, go down. What happens to their yen? Most would probably think the dollar would go down, right? That's what most people think. Right. Okay. Now, hearken back to the dollar and all the different forex currencies. I'll, I'll try to make this as simple as possible. All the forex currencies led by the dollar have no basis. There's no gold. There's no basis. Mm -hmm. I told you before what, what they, their value is determined by. Trade right. deficits, interest rates, government debt, a, all kinds of different a criminal, things. It's a Not criminal counterfeiting cartel, right? That's correct. So let's go back to Japan. <clears throat> when Japan sold $180 billion worth of treasury bonds, I thought the Japanese yen would go up and the dollar would go down. But it's not like that. That's not the way it operates because the dollar and the forex currencies, Phil, have no basis. So the value of the yen, the Japanese yen currency, the value of the yen is determined by how much dollar reserves they have behind it. Mm. So when they sold mm. 180 billion in treasury bonds, they bought gold and they reduced their dollar reserves fortifying their yen and the yen went down 22% in one year Right. When 3% is a lot. 3% is a lot. They got themselves a credit crisis. Foreigners holding their Japanese government bonds dumped them. Their problem got worse. So they printed money to buy their own bonds. And their problem got worse. And they've never gotten out of the problem yet. They're still in deep, deep shit because they buying, sold treasury bonds. Buying gold a good move, though, yeah? Yes, but it wrecks their currency. Sure. No country will be able to abandon the treasury bond without wrecking their currency. Hmm. Whoa. Why man, do you think the, audience, the BRICS if, if nations if you're are out no there in the audience listening right now? Sandman. If you're if you're listening right now, go and rewind that and listen again because that's I think that's a huge point and and probably one of the most impactful points of why you know what we're going through right now and about to experience and, over the next and year. It's a paradox and a paradox. Okay, let me just give a quick re re resume of that. Countries like Japan that abandoned their treasury bonds 
and thereby reduce their dollar reserves fortifying their foreign currency, they saw a big decline in their currency because they had a big decline in their dollar reserves. Mm -hmm. Now, they were free in Japan. They could have sold their treasury bonds, kept it in dollars. They could have bought a tremendous amount of dollar-based corporate bonds, corporate bonds, Phil. They could have bought a bunch of big properties in the United States and kept it in the dollar and had no mm -hmm. impact to the yen. But they went mm -hmm. to gold. The Bank of Japan has announced, we're going to gold. And amazingly, the Rockefellers are beginning to bring, how do you call it? They have begun a campaign to assassinate Japanese leaders. Wow. The consequence of selling treasury bonds not only harms their yen because they got out of the dollar for mm -hmm. their reserves that backed up their currency. They went mm -hmm. to gold. So they not only had yen damage, yen currency damage. Okay, we're going to see cheaper Toyotas. Okay? <laughs> okay? Now, you think that's good? But Toyota's mm -hmm. not going to make much money. Their right. export trade just lost its profit. Right. If they had a 25% profit from selling a Toyota in the United States, dumping it off at the Long Beach port, that mm -hmm. profit just vanished. Mm -hmm. So the dollar so goes up because of artificial demand and the yen goes down. And they have not recovered yet. They're down 25% because they had to print more money to buy their own debt because foreigners were selling their debt after they lost money on the yen. Suddenly, Japan looked like an emerging market nation. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the funny part. We've never heard Japan talk about joining the BRICS, but they did exactly what the BRICS did. They de-dollarized. Right. Right. Are they going to join the oh. BRICS? Okay, I got news for people. The, BRIC, the BRICS are going to become a global trade union, and the United States is not going to be part of it. Is Texas going to be in it? Yeah. You think so? Texas is now fighting. Oh, yeah. They're fighting, and they failed to get what do you call it? The uh, the Texas National Move Nationalist Movement, TNM, the secession. We don't want to be part of the United States anymore. And they did not get that on the ballot. Your legislature blocked it. They dragged their feet. They lied. They said he didn't make a deadline. They, they disqualified uh, certain types of signatures. I just got the lowdown from a guy out of Texas. said, Jim, let me give you some really good, good facts about the secession movement and the sabotage by the Texas legislature. Hmm. Not just the Democrats, you got some son of a bitch rhinos running around too, who are not your friends. They're on the payroll. By that, I mean the narcotics and the Chinese. Hmm. Our country has been bought and sold 
by narcotics and the Chinese. Okay, let's go back <clears throat> to this secession movement and BRICS. Um, every nation, I'm sorry, every state, every state in the United States that had backed up Texas is interested in joining the BRICS. Mm. We are about to see state, okay, I, I have to back up and give you a preface. Um, when a state wants to do something, what is the limitation on the federal government to obstruct that? Okay, this they can do it by force. They can bring the FBI in and, and start killing people because that's what they are. The FBI is nothing more than a mafia. And, and if you don't know that, you don't know anything about what's going on. Right. Um, these, these, these states are in a position now to say, we have our state sovereignty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna complete this preface with three examples. Roe versus Wade. What was it, two years ago? Roe versus Wade, abortion. Right. We're sending this back to the states. Individual states can decide upon this. Right. The Supreme Court was given orders, I believe by the White Alliance, we want you to start reversing the federal power. We're going to make sure the federal government shrinks in size. That's going to take a long time. But in the meantime, you need to give the states back their power. <clears throat> the second case was over West Virginia and a pollution case, a pollution battle. Mm -hmm. And West Virginia won. The Environmental Protection Agency is going to go away. The Environmental Protection Agency was told by the Supreme Court, you have no sway, no power over the states. Phil, I got news. If that's the case, EPA should be dissolved. Right. A along with their, what, $15 billion budget. And yeah, and probably a thousand other agencies while we're at it, right? Yeah, right, right. Okay, the third case was over gun control, the right to own weapons in Texas. Okay, that, this, is, this is like part of the Texas DNA. I love that about Texas. Don't mess with Texas. I just heard someone say to me, Jim, don't mess with Texas. That was originally, a long time ago, an anti-littering campaign. Don't make Texas messy by tossing out garbage from your window okay <laughs> now i just think of it don't mess with texas don't cross texas don't step on their feet don't block them don't get in their way <clears throat> and right now you have to handle your own state legislature for getting the secession movement this border crisis is an invasion it's an infiltration let me just mention a couple of stories one is a pilot and one is a landlord in LA. A pilot friend of mine, client, said, Jim, you need to understand something. There is a little bit of a shortage of pilots because so many have been hired to distribute the unvetted immigrants to the 50 different states Whoa. on free air passage free. Wow. It, it's not just wow. free welfare. 
free food, free free health uh, care, free schooling, free apartment. No, no, no. It's free transportation and a credit card, debit card. Okay, <clears throat> that's one. So the migrants who cross are being distributed. Where do you want to go? Oh, I want to go to Chicago. I got some relatives there. Well, great. Here's your free ticket. Okay. Wow. The other one is a guy who did a consult call with me two weeks ago. And he said, Jim, I walked in on my tenants. They're three Arab guys. And I walked into them. I walked in on their apartment. It's an Airbnb. And they immediately said, what are you doing here? You can't come in. And, and my client said, I don't know what country you think you're living in, but I'm the owner of this building and I'm your landlord and I can walk in anytime I want. And with courtesy, I'll knock. But what is that crate doing there that's loaded with pistols and ammunition? Okay. They're not just coming in. They're getting shipments of ammunition wow. and pistols. Wow. and cell phones okay <clears throat> i believe as soon as i heard that the border the federal the federal border patrol stopped cutting the wire they initially cut the wire remember and then two weeks later they stopped cutting the wire right and right. they worked with the texas national guard and the state police or whatever the texas authorities the federal border officials started to join the Texans. And I concluded, this is going to escalate into secession. You mm. don't get secession without fighting for it. Right. You have to go step by step. It's not going to go, well, well we're going to have secession next week. Hallelujah. Okay, what, what a fool right. would talk like that. This is going to be a battle for the next year to get it on the ballot, to get it on the election. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to vote out of office. These assholes who blocked it in your state legislature and dragged their feet and lied to you about qualification. Or, or maybe you got twice or, as many signatures as required. Or maybe they're going to get, you know, military court martials and tried for uh, treason, perhaps. Who knows? Could be. <clears throat> All right, but that, that requires the U.S. Special Forces. That requires the U.S. Marines. That Those are the two areas of the, of the U.S. military that are clean, that are honest. Special Forces and the Marines. Right. All the rest, pretty damn dirty. And dirty with what? No. Narcotics and Chinese mm -hmm. communist bribery. And California is where the... Chinese communist bribery comes through. Mm -hmm. And as for narcotics, it comes through Ukraine and the Swiss banks. Okay, let me just throw out a little tidbit. I sure. like tidbits because they're very interesting. <clears throat> How do you suppose Apple, Facebook, Netflix, Netflix, Google, Amazon? How do you suppose they all got that? huge multi-billion if not trillion dollar market cap you tell me narcotics money laundering hmm. 
narcotics money laundering through our Langley boys. Hmm. And now not only did they pump up Apple and pump up um, Amazon and pump up Netflix and Facebook, but they control those executives. Notice that Facebook was involved with the censoring regarding the election. That's mm -hmm. because Facebook's market cap was pushed up by narcotics money laundering. Wow. Through the Swiss banks. Okay. Hey, this Jim, can we do stuff, can we do a couple rapid fire tidbits? Can we do some hey, rapid sure. fire tidbits? Do I want to ask you, you a couple want. things. If I get, I got I got access to you, I got to ask these things. So one, we've we've touched on the stock market. What's going to happen to the stock market in the next year or two? months well <clears throat> you see we created a bond crisis uh there there have been bond auctions with very little bidding now i i just touched the surface i gave you a bunch of facts that that expose how the bond market is in a crisis mode but one of the manifestations of that is that we don't get foreign bidding for our mm -hmm. treasuries I don't know. Okay, I have to back up. I, I never like to assume that the audience knows what the heck I'm talking about. Okay, the U.S. government runs a deficit. Okay? They run a deficit for a month. Mm -hmm. They need money to run their deficit. So they take the deficit, they securitize it with a bond, and they run an auction. And we get foreign bidding for the auction. Foreigners buy our bonds and we fund the government and it does not shut down for the month. Very few people even know what a treasury bond is, Phil. Let's be straight. They right. don't know what a treasury right. I told you before. They don't know anything about anything. Okay? Most people don't know anything about anything. Mm -hmm. All right. So... <clears throat> We created a bond crisis by too much debt. I didn't even mention a zinger. Because of the distrust for the U.S. government debt and our deficits that piled up and our warmongering that added close to a trillion a year just for the military budget, it's not defense, it's war. Mm -hmm. We had to shorten the maturities. We had a bunch of seven-year bonds, a bunch of five-year bonds, a bunch of two-year bonds, bills. Treasuries, they're all treasuries. They're all, all maturing now. We have between eight and $10 trillion worth of treasuries that are rolling over and maturing this calendar year. <laughs> we have to fund close to a trillion a month. Right. And we cannot do it. We have trouble with 100 billion a month and we have to fund over 800 no let's just say over 600 billion a month. So okay. do you short treasuries? What do you do? How did we prevent Well yeah, but I'm trying to answer your question. These are very tough questions. You might call them short quickies, but they're not. <clears throat> we raised interest rates in order to prevent a bond default. We raised interest rates so that foreigners would buy, but only the stupid foreigners would buy. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. foreigners who are on our leash 
like the British mm. and Cayman right. Islands and and the Irish. The Irish are just British offshore now. Ireland is British offshore. Belgium, right. you know, the seat of the European fascist union. Okay. We raised interest rates, Phil, in order to prevent a bond default. Mm -hmm. When you raise interest rates, you harm the stock market. Right. Okay. Remember <clears throat> at the end of November and early in December, the Fed behind Jerome Powell said, we're going to start cutting rates. Mm -hmm. That was a lie. Mm. Last week, they did not cut rates. Last week, they took back their future expectation of cutting rates. The stock market hmm. was lifted up from the lie that they were going to cut rates. Mm -hmm. Now they're not going to cut rates. So the stock market will probably decline. Right. Maybe a lot. Right. So is now Bitcoin, is Bitcoin a good thing? I know I'm jumping around on you, but I got I got to well, get your perspective on not, these things. Anything that's not dollar is very good. Anything not dollar, okay? You know, when we were growing up, even even though we're like 30 years apart, I just hit 72. What is your age? About 40, late 30s? 30, almost 35. <laughs> I'm just a baby, okay. Jim. <clears throat> I got 37 years on you. I, I got, I, I'm more than double your age. There you okay. go. Um, <clears throat> when, when we were young, we were always told the dollar is great. And, and you know, you go to a foreign country, they say, oh, you can pay for your hotel in dollars? Okay, we, we like that. Because their local currency was falling versus the dollar. The Argentine peso lost 100, no, I'm sorry. <clears throat> it lost over half its value last year. Argentine mm. peso. Okay, now with the BRICS, what they're trying to do is get away from the dollar, and one of the alternatives is Bitcoin. But they've got the Russian ruble, they got the Chinese yuan, they've got XRP, and they're not really talking about using Bitcoin as a trade payment system. Okay, I what is XRP, and how's it different than Bitcoin? Well, XRP. Is has got a lot of different contracts that involve handshakes between high-level banking officials and national central banks. Um, XRP has everything as an advantage regarding high-level contracts that Bitcoin does not. Okay, you asked specifically about Bitcoin, so <clears throat> I mentioned that all these other other alternatives, the yuan, the ruble, XRP, and 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 um, and Bitcoin, they are alternatives. But let me focus just on X uh, on Bitcoin. When an Asian fund, let's suppose there's a fund in Thailand, or a fund in Singapore, or a fund in Korea, or a fund in Hong Kong. Let's say they're managing multi-billion dollar funds, okay? Mm -hmm. And they want to move, let's just say they want to move $45 million next week to a place in France or to a place in Spain. How do they do it, Phil? 
They do it with Bitcoin because they don't want the U.S. government fascist assholes to get in the way. Right. They don't want them to say we want 3% of that. They don't want them to say we won't permit that movement. They don't mm -hmm. want the Americans to say, what is that for? So they go underground, they use Bitcoin and they move it to Spain or they move it to France and they say this to the US government. People need to understand, we have a criminal syndicate, a crime syndicate that's taken over our country and our banking system. So Bitcoin is used by first legitimate Asians moving big money. Mm -hmm. It's also used a, as a principal method of payment for money laundering and trafficking. Mm. When the Russians smashed Ukraine money laundering centers, they captured many billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is used in money laundering for trafficking, mm. but it's also used by legitimate. I, I focus mainly on the Asian because they're big on it. They do not like the Americans getting in their business to mm. take a fee, to obstruct the movement and to ask questions. So they use Bitcoin, but you know, it's a lot more than Bitcoin, Phil. They use what they call tokens, the ones that have like, you know, 8,500 per penny in value, mm -hmm. you know, right. fractional tokens. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's not 8,500. It's like 85 to a penny, not 8,500. So mm -hmm. it went up a hundred fold, but it's mm -hmm. still a fraction of a penny. The Asians are masterful in using this. Mm -hmm. And one of them mm -hmm. was, uh, Shiba Inu, that was an, an exact example by one client who knows somebody who's managing Pacific Rim Royal Funds. Mm -hmm. They moved it up a hundredfold, and even then, it was a fraction of a penny and did not attract attention of the American Nazi bankers. Okay, we, we need mm -hmm. to be really clear about this. We've been infiltrated in World War II by Nazis in Operation Paperclip, it's far more than Werner von Braun. Right, right. There are between two and 10,000 of them that came into our country. Wall Street yeah. bankers funded the German Nazi war machine. Wow. Sweden was not neutral. They were right. working with the Wehrmacht factories, the army factories. <clears throat> Bitcoin. Jim, what do you know about what do you know about Jassara and Jassara? What do you know yeah, about I'll, I'll Nassara and Jassara? In one, and it, it, did one that minute. did that have a connection to 911? Okay, you I'll, mentioned 911 earlier <clears throat> on a kind of a different topic. Um I'll answer that in 1 minute cuz I got one last thing to say about Bitcoin. It was the end of 2022. Bitcoin got slammed and it was because the Russian captured a bunch of Bitcoin in Ukraine and sold it. Bitcoin went down like 30, 40%. Wall Street banks said Bitcoin's going to zero in December of 2022. 
-hmm. I said, that is the bottom. <laughs> because Wall Street said Bitcoin's going to zero. Right. I said, Go that up. is the bottom. Right. Another correct forecast. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so you know who does not like Bitcoin. And if you try to buy Bitcoin by doing a transfer from your bank, you're going to get laughed at by your bank because they're going to say, we don't, we don't get involved in all that. Why? Because yeah. that is how other countries avoid the Wall Street Nazi machine that controls banking. I'm going I'm to take back my last. Hold on, Jim. I'm I want to take back my last question. The, the ETF. What about Bitcoin ETF? What are your thoughts on the Bitcoin ETF? Before we jump to Nisara Jasara. <clears throat> I don't like anything formalized. Okay, remember back in 2019, they did a Bitcoin commodity, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange contract. They did a futures contract in Chicago, a Bitcoin futures contract in Chicago at the CME. As soon as they did that, I said, Bitcoin will fall by 70%. It fell by 80%. Another correct forecast. Why? Because the Wall Street boys put in a futures contract. If they're doing another ETF, I don't trust it. Right. Who's the manager? Right. You didn't say who the manager was. You just said it's an ETF. They're gonna well, we don't even know who made Bitcoin. Bitcoin so, you know. Well, I think we do. I think the U.S. military did, yeah. DARPA, and then they lied about it and said a Japanese guy invented it. That was a pure lie. When was the last time the U.S. government or the U.S. military told the truth? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, they definitely didn't As tell the result, truth about 9-11. Why so did the American public continue to believe them? Hopefully many don't. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping, Jim, we're at it the point where many are listening to other folks for information. But, you know, there's still some that aren't, right? Maybe it's the 30%. Well, I, I, want to, I want to apologize for... I want to apologize for my, my broad brush that most people don't know anything about anything. A third of the U.S. population is dumber than a fucking rock. Okay? A third. A third are very aware, and they don't do much. A third are aware, and they take action. But that middle third is very fuzzy. They know a little bit. They don't want to know more. They're mm -hmm. kind of like my sister. I know that there, some of that's going on, but I'm busy. Right. I don't want to interfere with my busy and my busyness and my state of mind. I need to be. I need to be able to work tomorrow. Okay. Right. That's that's another third of our population. But I appeal to the third of our population, which is a hundred million people. <clears throat> Sign up for the newsletter on golden-jackass.com because you are aware. And you want to do something about it. You want to protect your life savings. Okay, 9-11 was timed to happen one day before a Russian $230 billion bond was due. Hmm. We reneged on it. Hmm. We made enemies with Russia from 9-11. It wasn't 2014 with the Maidan coup in Ukraine. Oh, no, 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 no. 
We said, screw you, Russia. $230 billion bond we reneged on. We defaulted. Why was it never in the news? Because it made us look bad. Because it made the United States leadership look dishonorable. And that was Bush, baby Bush. Okay, right. you know, just a quick story. Papa Bush in 2005 stole a $1.5 billion mutual fund in Costa Rica. $1.5 billion mutual fund in Costa Rica. It was called the Villa Lobo, which means Wolf Town. The Villa Lobo, Villa Lobo Fund. There were over 50,000 investors among the Costa Rican citizens. They got wiped out overnight. Okay. The Bushes, the Bush family, the Obama administration, the Rockefellers with their oil, medicine, and pharmacy, they did more to destroy our nation than three people ever did in the history of our country. Hmm. Bush, Obama, and Rockefeller. I could talk one hour on each one and how they destroyed our nation. Obama is not done. Rockefeller's not done. Bush Bush has been marginalized. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I just did something in my January report, Phil. I'll get to the 9-11 in a minute. Again, I'll return to it. But I showed the four brothers, the brothers Bush, mm -hmm. Neil, I can't remember the other one, uh, George and Jeb, mm -hmm. Marvin. Marvin, Neil, George, and Jeb. Note two look alike. Hmm. Why is that? Marvin doesn't even remotely look like the other three. <laughs> Neil doesn't remotely look like the other three. <clears throat> Were they four adoptions of elite families Maybe. from discarded you, little boys? Are you are you implying something about Barbara? I don't know. There, Jim. Yes, I am. Okay, let's get back to 9/11. Um, <clears throat> it was a bank robbery. It was a bond default. It was an invitation to impose uh, a fascist banking network on the United States, mm -hmm. and it was a It was a means to install the Patriot Act. Okay, I don't think you would remember this quite so well because this was this is 22 years ago. That would make you 13 years old. Um, when they were voting on the Patriot Act, the Langley boys brought about an anthrax mm -hmm. threat to the congressional ventilation system. Right, right. That forced the congressmen and women to vote in favor of the Patriot Act. That was a blackmail. That was not so much, what's the word? Coercion. Right. They, they had leverage. <clears throat> okay. I, I have heard, oh gosh, this is a complex issue with, with Nasera. Nasera is the National Economic Security Something Reform. I can't remember the exact. But mm -hmm. economic security reform, OK, 
okay? And those are the, the main letters in it, economic security reform. <clears throat> we were ready in 1999 and 2000 with sufficient gold to launch a new gold-backed dollar. And that was going to be part of the Nasara conversion and, and the entire new framework. 9 mm 11 -hmm. interrupted that. They stole the gold. Hmm. Have you ever heard in the national news, mainstream news, that 9 11 was a gold heist? No. No. Have not. Do you remember the Bruce Willis Die Hard number two movie <laughs> where the villain was Jeremy Irons, the British actor? Yeah. And they did truckload and truckloads of gold through the tunnel and aqueduct system along the FDR expressway. Mm -hmm. They told you what 9-11 was. Wow. And they did it in Hollywood. Die hard too. Very few people pay attention because as I said, they don't know anything about anything. And that's one third mm -hmm. of our population. One third, mm -hmm. hundred million people. Dumber than a rock. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and by the way, I lost my college roommate several months ago. We had a big argument in July of 22. A big argument. Bruce. Where's Bruce from? Bruce was from New York, Long Island. Or as they like to say, Long Island. <laughs> they don't say Long Island. They say Long Island. <clears throat> and he was my friend. And we were roommates together for two years. He was my friend, but he had a very bad, bad intellectual practice. He read the New York Times and swallowed it whole. He got vaccinated, he got boosted several times, and he died of AIDS. His doctor said, you've got a weakened immune system, Bruce. I said, Bruce, you got AIDS. Stop. Stop. Don't take any more boosters. And he said to me, Jim, you are reckless. You're endangering everybody around you. You've got little kids. Get protection, you idiot. And I said, Bruce, you're the idiot. You're going to be dead within a year. He was dead in five months. <clears throat> His wife said to me, I know that there are a lot of a lot of controversy regarding the vaccine and the medical sector is very corrupt, but I'm 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 glad I got vaccinated. And I said, You're dumb as Bruce, and the same fate awaits you at the end of the road, and it's called a cemetery. <clears throat> All right. 9-11 interrupted the gold dollar, the new treasury gold backed dollar. There's a lot of talk now about the new treasury dollar. It will replace the Federal Reserve note. The Federal Reserve note is the most elaborate, overvalued piece of toilet paper in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. The Federal Reserve note replaced the silver certificate. It replaced other gold-backed dollars up to 1971. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some shocking facts, something like 70% of all the dollars in circulation have been printed in the last four years. 
okay, we're getting out of control. And if you, you think that, that we're going to just manage this problem and, and work our way through and, and, and bring about some new congressional bills, you're dumber than a rock. Dumber than a rock. This is going to end up in a bond default. We're going to be lucky not to lose Alaska. We're going to be lucky not to lose Hawaii. We may be lucky not to lose California. China wants California. They want wow. to send the food production output to the Chinese mainland to feed the Chinese 1.2 billion people. And the wow. U.S. can eat cake or eat shit. Okay? We Jim, I've, I've asked my local... Control unless... I've asked my local bank branch, Jim, if the U.S. Treasury dollar, gold-backed U.S. Treasury note, is coming. And they don't tell me, what are you talking about? You're crazy. They they tell me, uh, yeah, but we don't know when. They won't tell us. So, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, this is all crazy talk, well, well, you know, I encourage you, go ask your banker about it and well, see what they say, right? It, it's, it's interesting that, that they admit that it exists. The fact that they don't talk about it means they're scared to death that their bank is going to be shut down as a result of its installation. That's my opinion. Hmm. They don't want to talk about it because, okay, well, how would it be insolvent, if your bank illiquid, right, you were, Jim? Well, Mr. Mr. Swanson, uh, it's probably going to be installed by the end of the year. And unfortunately, that would mean that, that this bank will shut down and I won't be able to talk to you anymore. They don't want to talk like that. Right. They don't want to cause a panic for people to get their money out. Because if you get a bank run, that accelerates the process of shutting down the bank. Right. Okay. We have a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. I believe that for well over a year, maybe two years, the White Alliance has had control of the banking system. Now, notice a year ago, remember it was a year ago, a long time now, it has passed since Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank was a, a big bank, a very mm -hmm. big bank. And it went bust, and we were not told the, the right story. What happened was, Mexican drug money came into New Hampshire trusts, New Hampshire, and went from there to Silicon Valley Bank. And the day before Silicon Valley Bank folded, $23 billion was moved out of Silicon Valley Bank back to the Mexican drug cartel. Silicon Valley Bank was a money laundering, what's the word, a chase. Uh, the, 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 the white hat law enforcement, anti-money laundering officials. I don't think it was the Department of Treasury, Phil. I think it was the U.S. military. Hmm. The, the, you, the Department of Treasury doesn't fight money laundering. They facilitate it. Okay. <clears throat> now, the reason I brought up Silicon Valley Bank is that there are two other big failures after that. First, Heritage hmm. and and... Oh, I can't think of the other name. Um, can't think of the other name. But there were three big banks that failed. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of controversy. 
are, are these banks going to fail and, and be bought out? Are there going to be a lot of other failures? And we really have not had another big failure since First Heritage. Mm -hmm. We had little ones like Signature and uh, Iowa had one called Citizens and there was a Kansas bank that failed and <clears throat> nothing really big. What happened after Silicon Valley Bank was a plan by the fascist bankers to create a big super bank called JP Morgan. And they bought up First Heritage and they bought up the other bank whose name I can't remember. And I think they got a very big case of indigestion. JP mm. Morgan acquired two banks and got a bad case of indigestion. Let me make a, a little food uh, analogy. You, you ate some bad, uh, I, I want to, I, sometimes I remember the Spanish word and I can't think of the American, the English, uh, aguacate, um, avocado. You buy, you buy and you eat a bad tainted avocado. And two days later you say, okay, well, I got to eat some fruit. I, I love papaya. And that also is contaminated where well, you get really sick. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got sick once, but now you ate another bad piece of fruit. Okay. That's what happened to JP Morgan. After they acquired mm. three banks, they stopped. They abandoned the super bank concept because I think the white Alliance got a hold of them and said, stop. We don't want any more mm. bank failures. We don't want any more acquisitions. We don't want any more super bank colossal fortresses being built. We don't want your stupid shit central bank digital currency to, to impose a, a credit scoring system and fascist rule in the bankings. Okay. We haven't gotten that Phil. We haven't gotten that. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. Very exciting. What's happening now. Um, I think what we're going to see is the stock market will go up on talk or actual rate cuts and the stock market will go down on the reality of no rate cuts and the resumption of rate hikes. I think we're going to see more stock market decline because I think they're going to continue to raise rates. And Phil, the reason is simple. We got way too much debt. We're not going to get past June and July. We're not mm -hmm. going to make it to the November elections without a crisis in June or July. Wow. We're not going to get past a bond crisis. Folks, if you are listening to this episode, you're going to have to go back and rewind because there's so much in here. And Jim, I know we could spend hours and, and I'd like to if, if you're willing to come back for, for round two or three sometime. I'd be happy to have you back. And, you know, I'm learning a ton sure. just listening to sure. this. And uh, well, I do want to I want to give you an opportunity to close out any thoughts. Give you an opportunity to close out any thoughts that you haven't finished that you'd like to share with the audience. And then I have one final question for you before we close. What is it? No, I, I, I want to give you an opportunity to close. If, if you had any thoughts of, of stuff we've been talking about that you were like, no, no, oh, man, I wanted to I share have, that. You said I have one more. You said I have one more question. You said I have one more oh. question. I'll ask my last question. I, I wanted you, I, I didn't want to cut you off and not let you finish your thought with, and, and ask my last question. Here's my last question. When I started this podcast, Jim, one of the ideas was, hey, I, I may have one picture of my great-grandfather or something like that, right? And 
and now our future generations, they, they have an opportunity to see like great, great grandpa Phil talking with, you know, great uncle Jim Willie on the, on the GLE podcast. And uh, who knows who's going to see this down the road. So with that in mind, knowing where we're headed, what would you want to leave those future generations with today? I, I would leave them with a hope and a prayer. I hope that we can restore the Republic and get back on the gold standard and enjoy economic growth and bring in the Tesla patents for energy production. Uh, there are so many things that we can do and, and most of them are related to silver uh, usage. Um, I would hope that we get back to restore the Republic. I would hope that we expose the satanic cult that has taken over our country. I mean those very clearly satanic cult that has taken over our country regarding the banking and a portion of our military. Um, I would hope that we install a, a gold standard. And I want to thank the Lord Jesus for getting me this far and protecting me. I am subjected to regular and frequent, very unusual events that I call attacks. Um, I would hope that our nation can turn back to God and put aside this new age bullshit, put aside the lesbian gay movement. I got no problem with lesbians and gays. Just get the hell out of my face and quit exaggerating. Most people in the United States think that lesbian and gay is like 10 to 15% of the population when it's not even two because of false promotion. Take your lesbian gay stuff and stick it where the sun don't shine. Let men be men and let women be women. I, I heard a very good joke. It was more like a graphic. <clears throat> and it was a man who was standing next to his 12 year old girl. And he said, I followed a man who went into the, the, the girls, the, the ladies room after my daughter and I stopped him. And he said, I'm a woman inside. I identified with being a woman. So he continued into the ladies room, but he got grabbed and stopped by the man who said, I'm the tooth fairy and I'm going to knock your teeth out. Okay. That's where I would like to see our country go. Knock the teeth out of men who go into ladies rooms and molest little girls and don't get charged. Okay, I also want to see our country go back to God. <clears throat> I got this one really good client in Texas. He said, Jim, when you bring out your forecasts, say that there's a factor that has yet to be reckoned with and is yet to be felt. And that is the power of the Lord, the power of God, the power of Jesus. And I have had my butt saved. I've got a dozen stories that are very unusual on how I've been helped, but I've got, I don't know if you know what a three Sigma event is. Um, a very rare event. Yeah. Like one Stand, standard deviations, three standard based deviations. Based on the normal. Just, yes. Yes. The probability of, of an event 
or a probability of, of some, well, event is a general term in probability theory. <clears throat> the probability of three standard errors or, or more is one in 200, half of 1%. <clears throat> okay, so what happens if you get three consecutive three sigma events? That's one in 200, and you do that two more times. So you got six zeros in there, and you got two cubed, which is eight. Well, six zeros means you're up to eight million. To get three different separate three sigma events, three consecutive very rare events, like say an electrical fire, hmm. like say a collapsed roof, like say a car accident, three hmm. events rapidly, that's one in eight million. I got about 12 to 15 hmm. and it had broken me, but I continue. Hmm. All right. I'm hoping the dollar, the U.S. goes back to the dollar, the gold standard for the dollar. I'm hoping we get the satanic cult wiped out, removed. I'm also hoping we see about a 50% reduction in the U.S. government. I'd like to see also much of the U.S. military dissolved because they're involved with narcotics and they're on the Chinese payroll. Hmm. I think Trump is doing a lot of things that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you one little closing story, Phil. <clears throat> Have you noticed I'm running out of voice? I speak rather passionately as I wear myself out. I love it, man. I did this a consult call about eight or ten months ago. It was a, a lady in Los Angeles. And she said, I know, I know, I'm from California. I'm from the People's Republic of Communist California. Okay, that we always mention that when it's a California client. I got a lot of California clients. <clears throat> she said, Jim, I had an incident and I got to tell you about it. I've got a gardener. He's from Central America. And his wife called me. I, she said, I got, I got a big property. There's a lot of lawn. There's a lot of trees. There's a lot of shrubbery that needs to be cut out and clean and fallen branches. There's a lot of work for my gardener to do. I keep him very busy. And, and she said, he, can, he comes like one, one or two days a week to work on my property. <clears throat> but his wife called and said, I came, <clears throat> I need to come by to pick up Jose's gardening equipment. Lawnmower, rakes, weed whacker, saws. And she said, what happened to Jose? Well, he got deported back to El Salvador. What's going on? She said, well, I'm going to come by with a truck, a friend of mine. We're both Salvadoran. We're going to go back. I'm going back to join my husband in Salvador. <clears throat> and she said, Trump hired 10,000 Salvadoran army regulars. He hired them. They're mixed in with the, the immigrants. And they're wow. reporting to military bases, and they're going to do the deportation. Wow. 10,000 Salvadorans from regular Army soldier status. I've heard wow. that they're also Guatemalan and Mexican. Regular Army. Guatemala, Salvador, and Mexico. They're going to be hired to do the deportation. Trump's already talking about it, calling it the largest deportation in our history. 
Well, you know, it's not going to be a five-month process. Probably going to be a five-year process because they're between 20 and 30 million of them. Right. And they're they're getting welfare. They're diverting COVID funding. Uh, they're getting credit cards, debit cards rather, from the United Nations. And they're on alert, possibly as sleeper cells. Because remember, I mentioned the Airbnb in Los Angeles, a crate full of pistols and ammunition. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is an invasion. And Texas has stopped it. And I hope that they succeed and move to the next step, which is probably not going to be secession. It's going to be gold as legal tender. Mm. Later, it'll be BRICS membership. And then later still will be secession. I think it's going to be the threat of mass state secession that results in the end of the Biden show. I never call it an administration. It is a show. Mm. Right, right. Well, Jim, this has been an honor, sir. Well, Thank you for joining me. It's uh, really enjoyed this, and I know the audience has too. If y'all aren't following Jim, golden-jackass.com. Go subscribe to the Hat Trick newsletter. Get some good information in your brain so you're not one of those dumb-as-a-rock 30% that are that are out there and uh jim it's been a pleasure sir thanks for thanks for joining me your your neighbor to your your neighbor to the left your neighbor to the right (laughs) it's unbelievable how prevalent the people who are dumb as a rock yeah it's very true very true thanks for having me on visit my website sign up for the newsletter i've also got a consult button and a sponsor button for wealthy people who want to help me out um Thanks for having me on. We'll, we'll do this again, Phil. We'll yeah, let's do it. Great, great chatting with you, Jim. Take care. Okay. Very good. Bye now.